0: is martin fuller i am the head of marketing responsible business and proposals here at veolia and i'm joined today by tom Macbeth. tom would you like to introduce yourself
1: yep thank you i'm tom Macbeth. i'm the policy and infrastructure manager at recoup um we're a uh, plastics membership organization um with around 170 members from across the um plastic supply chain so we have waste management companies local authorities um academia packaging manufacturers that kind of thing so uh, yeah quite a quite a deep uh, imprint into the packaging sector in the in the UK Fabulous. and you're just the man I want to
0: talk to today to find out about the plastic packaging tax um the plastic packaging tax it started well two weeks ago now um
1: what's happened since have you noticed anything um, in terms of um, the introduction of tax, yeah, a couple, it was a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? It was um, it was quite a lot of build up to uh, to seeing it introduced. Uh, quite a lot of questions floating around, quite a lot of guidance floating around. Um, I think at the moment we're we're seeing, uh, particularly from from our membership base, um, the same questions largely being uh, being discussed. Um, and I think really now we're at a point where. June will be the first real test of of whether um, manufacturers and organisations who are liable or exempt from the tax um, to see if they're, they're they're equipped to be able to provide the information that's needed. Um, so I think we're 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 kind of now in that sort of interim period, waiting for the um, uh, waiting for the first true test of uh, the tax and the guidance that's been uh, been shared.
0: It is. It's one of those things, isn't it? We, we, we're waiting to see the impact. We're waiting to see what happens. And I guess we won't really know until people start to do their returns, start to have to report exactly how well it's uh, it's going. But we know you know, about the tax. You know, We know the ins and outs. Do you think it goes
1: far enough? I think at the moment, um, yes. Um, there are still a lot of barriers if, if, if it was to be a wider ranging tax I think there would still be a lot of barriers that are that are in place that would prevent it from um, for, so for example food contacts uh, packaging is brought up a lot um, and has been throughout the food through discussion periods for the last couple of years um, and it, and the limitations of including recycled content in that kind of application um, we know that that's something that's been looked at by the industry for a number of reasons um, so I think. From the taxes perspective, it's probably um, probably important to allow it to bed in and, and to see the impact that the current sort of um, setup is going to have um we also it's been mentioned a lot in discussions of of most of the legislations that are are being discussed um but to try and achieve a holistic approach when it comes to them so plastic packaging tax obviously only impacts the 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 plastic packaging um we're seeing the introduction of epr in the next few years um deposit return schemes being brought in single-use plastic bans, consistent collections there's a there's a long long list of um different Consultations that have taken place and different policies that are likely to be introduced across the UK. So um, it's important that they all sort of work together to achieve the best um, environmental outcome. Um, In terms of,
0: can I I stop you there? I mean, it's it's you and I are chatting away here because we know about the plastic packaging tax. We know what it's levied on, when it's levied, and how. Um, Perhaps there's some people who don't know that. So I was just wondering, can you give me, you know, in in 60 seconds? what do you need to know about the plastic packaging tax if you're watching
1: now and going well am i impacted is it me yeah so the so the 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 very short answer is that the the plastic packaging tax is um it's operated if, if that's the correct word by hmrc um so it's a, it's a government funded, it is a tax, it's not a, a, a legislation that's raising funds for industry um, and it's taxing items of packaging which are predominantly plastic by weights um, that do not contain or it's ta- targeting packaging that are predominantly plastic by weights and the Exemption for the tax is to contain 30% recycled contents um, within that packaging Um, and a couple of other very limited exemptions, such as um, medicine contact packaging, which uh, has separate legislation. Um, Packaging which doesn't contain 30% recycled contents um, is subject to the tax of £200 per tonne. And HMRC have, have provided quite a significant amount of guidance when it comes to the um, material and the formats that are within scope and what is deemed packaging. So they've um, uh, there's a list on their website that's quite uh, quite in-depth and gives some very good examples.
0: Fabulous. So if I'm a manufacturer and I manufacture products that are in plastic packaging, when I ship them out of my warehouse, out of my, my outdoor if there isn't 30 percent of that plastic content by weight that's made out of recycled plastic i am going to be subject to this tax that's that's what we're saying isn't it As,
1: essentially yeah there's a, the, the imports um market will be uh, the point of taxes at the point of imports yeah. um and yeah that that essentially covers it and also micro um, organizations that are handling less than 10 tons of, of packaging are also uh, exempt from the tax but the the burden of proof is very much on the uh packaging uh, 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 the person who is trying to uh, to to verify that they are not eligible to pay the tax yeah. um, so the evidence and the, the liability for that evidence is very much on industry that's great yeah that, that's made it a lot
0: clearer in my mind so the more i hear it the more i say it the more i get to understand it so thank you for that um you mentioned that hmrc have put out a lot of information and, and you're right there's an awful lot of information to be found We recently conducted a survey with YouGov of businesses across the UK, and we were struck by how many reported back that they were unaware of the tax. This is right up to its implementation. What more do you think needs to be done to engage with businesses into this conversation about recycled plastics, the circular economy, and why there is a tax?
1: Yeah, in, t- in terms of yeah, just going back to the, the point around HMRC and their guidance, that, that there's there's quite an extensive amount of guidance um, mm. that's available on their website, quite openly to, to who is who is uh, liable for the tax, what is exempt from the tax, what's covered by the tax. So, um, and also we found HMRC to be very responsive to queries, um, even when they were being inundated at the start of the year, I suspect. Um, so there, there is a very sort of positive relationship there between HMRC and, and and the sector when it comes to when it comes to the tax. Um, I'd agree with you. There is a, a significant sort of portion of the, uh, uh, the market, if you like, that is perhaps um, less engaged in these sorts of discussions, these policy discussions. Um, when it comes to, co- comes to ourselves now, our sort of membership and our stakeholders, they're very sort of engaged in the, in the environmental um, sector when it comes to these sorts of things. On a broader scale, I think, the, uh, for example, we've engaged with the, the Chamber of Commerce in Cambridgeshire um which has helped sort of spread the message of, of not just the tax but all the legislation and uh, that might affect local businesses on a on a perhaps a more yeah well, on a more local level mm. um, and i think those kind of partnerships are, are really important when it comes to explaining the the what's and why's of the introduction of the policy um, and also to generally engage businesses um, when it comes to circular economy aims recycling and other environmental issues um it's obviously been a, a challenging couple of years so the uh the the priorities have perhaps changed slightly or the the areas of focus yeah. have been been looking in other directions but uh yeah i think that that sort of um uh that sort of area of uh, uh communication sort of the local local business areas is really important yeah. who do you think is most responsible for, for getting that message out there you know is
0: it is it hmrc is it organizations like yourselves is it organizations like you or is it all of us together taking responsibility i think it
1: it, yeah i mean if you look at other you know hmrc obviously have a have a significant responsibility in in um or maybe not the responsibility but uh, a position when it comes to informing people who are who are eligible to or eligible but um, uh, impacted by the tax that they what they need to do and when they need to do it um, but in terms of making sure that it's successful and um, effective and the organizations are not sort of um, sort of disproportionately burdened with having to provide evidence or you know there's there's so many sort of variables that are going to affect different businesses differently um then really it's down to all of us it's down to our sort of organizations to to engage with our um in our case our members um your customers um local authorities um and even the general public i mean when we're, if we're talking about legislation on a wider scale of course um but the general public in in sort of yeah, they need to be made aware that you know these 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 costs are going to be passed down one way or another um yeah. so yeah i think you're right i think it's a it's a it's a joint effort to, to try and ensure that everybody who needs to know does know i know we, we've certainly seen a lot of communication or we've put a lot of communication out there
0: to customers and to, to to business sectors and to organizations we work with and we've seen a lot of uptake in terms of downloads of that data and that information so i think it's it's a challenge and i agree with you i think it we're all in this. We've all got to do something about it. Um, what I was wondering next is, you know, plastics got a, had a bad rap. Um, to, to almost make a very bad pun, um, I'll have a go at a better pun later, I'm sure. Um, but plastics are vilified. You know, uh, just this, just this weekend, I was out with the family, and we were at a at a zoo uh for want of a very small zoo in lincolnshire i won't you know i'm not going to try and get another ticket so i won't name them but um one of the talks that was being given about the animals they they started to talk about plastic pollution and contamination and you know their advice was don't buy anything that's in plastic well does that make sense you know is plastic really really the enemy
1: what do you think no, I mean, <laughs> obviously, it has a very important role in uh, in in a huge a huge amount of areas, you know, across the world. Um, I mean, the medical sector, for example, was. Uh, but what would you replace certain plastic applications that have uh, very specific requirements when it comes to you know sterilisation, or I don't know the 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 way that they're they're manufactured to be flexible and robust. Um, there's, there's certainly, I mean, talking about the plastic packaging tax. Of course, that's that's directly targeted at, um, at packaging and at plastics. Um, the other legislation, of course, hopefully will uh, will help to level the playing field in that respect and and, and avoid any sort of material substitution that goes towards a uh, sort of a less generally environmental solution um and more of a more of a just get rid of plastic solution yeah um i think COVID, has um the 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 duration of of lockdown and the 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 huge focus on things like face masks and hygiene and and you know the, the discussion of unnecessary packaging and single-use packaging particularly sort of it, it was mentioned quite early on in covid about packaging of things like fruit and veg in in supermarkets which has long been been discussed as a possible unnecessary. Um, but whether now the, the the sort of the increased focus on you know hygiene and and also food waste in particular and the and the role that plastics plays in um, in reducing reducing risks in those respects is uh, hopefully something that is starting to build as a message. But there's still a lot of work to do, in particular with um, well, particularly in the in in that sector, <laughs> that kind of sector you describe, but also the general public.
0: Yeah, it's, it's true. I was. <laughs> when i think about this subject and i talk about the, the plastics and, and whether plastics are a good or bad thing i'm i'm reminded of a fantastic program i once saw where they were um, shows my intro level of interest they were digging through a landfill and they could see they, it was a landfill that had been in operation for effectively 250 years in in one form or another it was an old you know city dump and you could see you know the different layers and the, the you know where plastic starts to appear you know, and you could timeline, you know, around the wars, around different, you know, terms of the century. And you start to think that what I took from it was, you know, the amount of packaging plastic we use, but the impact that plastic has had on our lives. It is a necessary material in a lot of ways. And so for me, the responsibility lies with us, people like Veolia, people like yourselves, the manufacturers and the producers to engage in, in ways forward if you know you were asked to you know what would be the one thing a manufacturer who's using plastic packaging what could they do what would be the one thing they could do today that would be of a benefit
1: that's a very broad question isn't it uh, (laughs) (laughs) um i think it's important that um you know any any sort of engagement with with plastic at, at any level needs to sort of have a, a broader understanding and, and data to back it up and information to back it up when it comes to sort of the environmental impact, the carbon impact, the greenhouse gas emission impact. Um, particularly, we see we see a lot of the uh, you know material substitutions, a lot of green claims, a lot of um, a lot of a lot of switches to to move towards things that are, are deemed sort of more recyclable or more uh, more green because they're you know maybe they're plant-based maybe they're compostable that kind of thing um but i think the the the, the data around um or, or getting a clear understanding and giving a clear message about why things are made of the things that they're made of uh, not simply looking at material substitutions or going down the route of, of something that um, perhaps in the long term is is or maybe not even in the long term maybe in the short term will create uh, create a different set of issues or perhaps isn't being you know perhaps that change isn't being done for the right reasons perhaps it's moved to multi-material kind of um, uh, uh, options instead um and really to sort of focus industry and focus the uh the government and the policy makers and the investors that the the need for infrastructure and the need for communications is there and you know because this uh, this material doesn't litter itself and it doesn't dispose no. of itself so if we can if the infrastructure is there to to collect it and the communications is there to 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 ensure that it goes to the right place and in effect and and this is extremely simplified but then there isn't a problem is that that material no. can be recycled um it is that challenge of um, um, trying to trying to ensure that the materials are recyclable in the first instance at the point of um, uh, or that they have a sort of circular plan to them at the point of manufacture um, and the ultimate is it goes through that chain and ends up with the consumer that the, uh, the the things are in place to enable that consumer to dispose of it and to with confidence that it will be recycled
0: I think you're right I think it, it, it's 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 asking why is it in that packaging material in the first instance and what we're we going to do with it, making sure there's a life cycle planning in place. And that's going to be a long-term effort from all of us to do that. I also read the other day, something about, um, the last three years have seen more challenges and more change for business than the last three decades. And, um, I, I think I kind of agree with that. Um, so you know businesses are under a lot of pressure you know and there's a lot of challenges to their supply chains there's a lot of challenges for them to demonstrate and there's a lot of challenges there for them the rising cost of energy alone is you know must be at the front of business owners and managers and operators minds do you think businesses in your experience you know in your group
1: are they still prioritizing sustainability I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think obviously it's very difficult to to make a sweeping statement for for all businesses, and, and like you say, the last the last few years have been extraordinary and probably unprecedented for for a lot of them in terms of the demands, the changes that have had to be made. Um, and of course, even, you know, at the start of lockdown, what, two years ago now, the, the challenges are very different to what they are now. And um, over that time, we've seen, so we've seen what driver shortages in terms yes. of uh, materials. If we look at retailers and collection mm-hmm. and, and that kind of uh, kind of section, we've seen um, fluctuating uh, plastic, recycled plastic prices in terms of um uh you know the economics when it comes to including recycled content um or using virgin polymers um we've seen consumer demands change based on the fact that there there's more people staying at home they're not going out they're not buying on the go packaging as much um but i think the the certainly from our point of view the members and the stakeholders that we engage with the the sustainability discussions are continuing the um Uh, the approaches to novel technology. I mean, when it comes to sorting and also uh, reprocessing, those discussions and those trials are still taking place. Um, Retailers we see are continuing to roll out their store collections for, for hard to recycle materials and particularly plastic films. Um, local authorities have, have continued to communicate and improve their collections, despite the fact that they are perhaps the um, uh, the first point along the the, the collection point that has had some serious change, serious sort of impacts of of COVID, driver shortages, the closure of of household waste centres, and that kind of thing, um, and also the members of, of sort of RAPS Plastic Pact who who. Are sort of targeted with removing unnecessary and um harder, harder to recycle packaging from their products and all those things are still taking place so um at the other end of the scale i suppose it's the consumer they they're, they're going to see their prices rise due to you know <laughs> name the reason at the minute i suppose but <laughs> it could be anything that we're talking about we could use this again and again and again yeah. can't we but uh, yeah the, their demands and priorities have have changed and and ultimately they will be they, they're likely the ones that have the biggest influence on the suppliers the retailers the manufacturers so you know the the, the challenges differ for each organization and some will have a, a greater focus on sustainability and, and arguably did before covid as well but uh, on the whole it, it definitely seems that the, the discussion is still there and the interest in uh, in in doing the right thing is largely still there as well
0: that's, that's really good to hear really appreciate that I've only got a couple more questions for you, Tom. I, I've really enjoyed it. I've just looked at the clock and noticed how it's <laughs> flown by. Um, I really am really you know, enjoying the conversation, and maybe it's when we, we continue later. But um, we've got a tax in place. We, we've discussed how the tax is going to impact manufacturers or people using plastic packaging, importing materials over a certain volume. We know that if they don't include within that, 30% of recycled plastic packaging material, then they're subject to the tax. Um, it's um I think the phrase, and, and I may get told I'm wrong, which happens quite often, I think it's a Pigovian tax, if I'm right, in that it's a we're taxing the the behavior we want to avoid. So we we want to prevent people from or what we want to encourage is more recycled material inside the plastic packaging. Um And so we will then get the circular economy driving that will allow people to do more collections, more segregations, gives the consumer a choice as well, you know, because you are hopefully if the costs are passed through, then the customer is directed to buy the products inside the right type of plastic packaging. Um, But how long do you think that's going to take? You know, when do you think we'll see clear sustainable benefits from this tax? And, and
1: how will we know it's worthwhile and it's had an impact? It's, it's difficult to say, isn't it? I mean, the, the, at the moment, I mean, we're we're looking at a very sort of binary uh, binary tax that is um, specifically focusing on on plastic. It's it's. Um, I would argue that in, in isolation, it's sort of it's targeting. It's not so much incentivizing the use of recycled content as it is disincentivising the use of virgin plastics. I mean, it's it's to move away from virgin plastic towards mm. a substitute material that would True. potentially, you know, clear that clear that packaging away from from having to pay the tax. Um, which which in isolation is a bit sort of you know it's a bit it would seem a bit short sighted to to sort of encourage that material substitution. But um, when we look at the other the um, um, the other policy and legislation that's due to come in the extended producer responsibility which should eco-modulate fees based um, of of all materials based on their their recyclability and their um, uh, ultimately their environmental impacts um, deposit return schemes bans of single-use plastic and and associated calls for evidence on on levies on specific items Um, the, the the changes to material streams that will come about through consistent collections and also DRS um, but I think it's the the extended producer responsibility in particular that will um, that, that will really sort of drive the environmental benefits of, of the uh, um, if you like it's it, that that's sort of the big piece of the jigsaw that will, that will bring all the others in together um including the tax i think because I think it's important as well to remember that the tax itself doesn't sort of go down the route of recyclability if you if you see what i mean it's not it's not making packaging more recyclable it, it, it may create a demand for recycled plastic for to be able to hit that 30% um, but in terms of the tax itself it's it's not aiming to increase recycling it's just looking to uh, increase use of recycled content um, and also it you know it is a tax is it unlike the other legislation this is a tax it's money that's going to go to HMRC um and we're not expecting any of that revenue that's generated to be reinvested in the industry um or future infrastructure and um, that's all going to come about from from extended producer responsibility in the current systems as well so um knowing that the plastic prices can be can be quite volatile and variable particularly the last few years um that perhaps um it makes it difficult to see what the what the normal is at the minute and, and what we expect the normal to be you know if things will return to normal or or maybe they already have and this is this is the uh the sort of the environment and the uh, the demands and the requirements that are needed from consumers this is what it's going to be going forward so i think there needs to be a bit of a bit of bedding in time for the tax and, uh, and to see how it works holistically uh, with the other with the other policy that's due to come in and um really sort of at that point that's hopefully when we'll start to see the uh, the the bigger picture in terms of the benefits sustainably
0: thanks that's a really really good answer and cleared again my mind what this tax is actually about what it's trying to achieve um and the fact that it is dependent if you like it's not independent it's dependent on epr etc to bring in the full
1: effect but it's a step in the right direction in my opinion certainly would you agree yeah, I think that's right. And and you know we, we've seen del- there have been delays to well there's been delays to all of these really in in one way or another and there's some there's some differences that still need to be ironed out between particularly between different devolved nations um how different different schemes are going to work with one another you don't want one uh, piece of legislation suggesting you know to move to an alternative because you want to avoid the tax and then get hit by eco-modulated fees for epr because you've moved to something that's not recyclable or you know has a has a greater carbon impact. Um, um, so there is, yeah, there's a, it's, a, it's a complicated puzzle, but it is the, uh, you know, this is, this is the first piece, if you like, of a, of a much bigger picture. Um, and so long as all these, as long as industry continues to engage, and so long as the, the, the correct sort of, as long as it's done in the correct way, and it's aiming at the correct sort of outcomes um, at the end, uh, when it all comes together, then that's when we'll really start to see the, uh, start to see the benefit, hopefully. fabulous.
0: Tom it's been 30 minutes I think that's um that's been been lunchtime now (laughs) 30 minutes uh and so much to digest and I know that you and your organization are out there to help anybody who's got questions as are we um I'm looking forward to working more with you in the future on these projects and I just
1: wanted to thank you for your time this morning Tom and for joining us no thank you and yeah if, if there are any questions from the from the viewers Um, then we're happy to take them and uh, I would just say as well that um, uh, HMRC as well very approachable and and have provided a lot of information so it's it's worth a good a good uh, a good a good night's sleep after uh, going through a few of their documents and a few of their pages
0: (laughs) well uh, well when the uh, when the insomnia strikes I know what to go for (laughs) Tom, what we're going to do is we're going to answer any questions that have come in offline. We'll go to people that way. But I think we've given an awful lot of information. You've been very generous with your your knowledge, and uh, I'm sure it'll stimulate questions in the future. For now, thank you for your time, Tom. Yeah, thank you very much.